pops tripping. He wants me to ask for my brisket back. You know I wouldn't trip. What brisket? You know, the brisket I left at your house, man. That's my brisket, punk. When you get animated, you get louder. Well, also, I did episode three pretty pretty smashed, just to be honest. <laughs> so, that always has something to do with it. I still need to buy one of those things. How's my level right here? How about right here? You sound the same. Same? The thing? How about right here? Try it across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. We have a nice one planned for you today. Um, today, we welcome in Sean Moore. Sean Moore, everybody. Hey, what's up? What what's up, up guys? Sean what's going on, Shani? Captain on? of Chasing More Smoke. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, the history of Chasing More Smoke. We're going to talk about some new rule changes with the IBCA, and that, that is the International Barbecue Cookers Association. Our barbecue wins, our barbecue fails, whatever stories pop up. Let's take care of a little business first before we get into this a little bit further. Guys, if you want to follow us, man, we're on Twitter at Grab the Brisket. We're on Facebook at Grab Them in the Brisket. You know, Instagram, same thing as Facebook at Grab Them in the Brisket. We also have our Gmail, which is Grab Them in the Brisket at gmail.com. Awesome. I don't think we've mentioned this before. And I know somebody mentioned something on Twitter about our name. Like, where, where did we come up with it? And I think they it was a little misunderstood. And they're like, Grab Them in the Brisket or Grab Them in the Biscuit. Like, we're not trying to be, you know, Donald Trump over here or anything like that. But hey, we're a. A huge fan of the 90s hip-hop and and one of them in particular was digital underground and the the song that we kind of parodied uh, our name off of was humpty dance and, and in the song grab them in the biscuit i mean i do that horrible but our uh, our buddy our captain over here sean moore he is a uh, notoriously famous for busting us out at parties Cook-offs, karaoke events. That's my go-to song. That is the go-to. I mean, you know every word give by heart. Give him one. Yo, give, yeah. Give him one. Yeah, that's the only song I sound like the guy. Give, give him one. Just grab him in the brisket. Nice. <laughs> and we might just steal that and just make it as our, our uh, intro to this thing. Right? That's fantastic. John, how's your week been? Uh, last weekend, we were in Reno, car show. That was fantastic. That was super fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's talk about my weekend. Like, so I was here by myself. Uh, everybody decided that they're going to hop on a plane, just take off all across the country. Like, Jan goes to Colorado Springs, or no, actually, Jan was in Galveston, spending time with his family. Alden jumps on a plane, goes to Vegas. John's over here running to Reno, looking at cars, and here I am, just stuck on the street, doing things by myself. And I mean, quite frankly, it was relaxing. It was nice, guys. Thank you. Nobody knocking in your at your door like, hey, man, open your garage. I'm ready to hang out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, usually how it is, if you think about it. Garage door <laughs> automatically just coming up. Hey, uh, I'm in your garage. Uh, we, just let, we just let ourselves in. You know, it's the best. It is. Sean Moore. Oh, my week started off pretty good and then broke my ankle and was at work in a house fire, going up, check for fire extension so, in so, the attic. So, so let's go ahead and just preface it. Uh, Sean, you're a Houston fire. Ah, that is uh, great. Yes. So okay, so house fire. Like nobody knows what what you know uh, what you do. No, like, hey, you're on a house fire. Like, oh my yeah. god. I so yeah, work. hey, I'm a <laughs> Houston firefighter. Yeah. We got sent to a fire in Clear Lake. We got tasked to go up into the attic and check for fire extension. Captain went up the ladder. The rookie went up the ladder. I followed him up the ladder into the attic. Attic ladder broke. Landed on my ankle. Funny. Didn't feel very good. So how many people were you carrying on your shoulders was, at this uh, point? 12 babies. 12, 12 babies. Wow, yes. that is... That is you're awesome. a hero, sir. Yeah, hey, yeah well, we thank you. Let's give you a round of applause. Salute you for your service, for sure. I honestly, when, when, I, uh, when you're telling me that story, I get like the picture of Backdraft. You've seen the movie <laughs> Backdraft where it's just like Kurt Russell and uh, all these guys. I mean, I, that's what I imagine you do at work all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it felt like it on my way down until I hit the ground and quickly realized it's not a movie and this hurts. But Sean also is the cook out at the fire station, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get all my practice in at the fire station. I, I can't imagine. I mean, they just probably love it when you're on duty. They're like, oh, yeah, we're about to get fed. We're about to go save some people, get fed. Uh, they never let you know that. No? no? No, they don't let you know that at all. Yeah. It's more of make fun of everything you cook and... 
This so is, you taste bad, even though you know it doesn't. Yeah. This is horrible. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even eat this, but I'm so hungry. I'm just right. getting yeah. it all in yeah, a yeah. second. They give it to exactly. you. Good. I'm having these seven ribs, but not one more. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, well, let me tell you. Hold on. Let me tell you about my week. Right. And I, I don't want to jump in here too too early, but I had one of the most disturbing things happen to me. Really, being a parent. So I, I don't have insomnia or anything like that, but I do wake up kind of frequently a few nights a week and usually I want to check the doors to make sure they're locked and I see something funny you know I've got some older older kids you know my son's 22 my daughter's 18 she's going off to college here in a few days and then I've got a little one she's she's 12 so yeah for me I wake up and uh, this is this is my this is my Thursday or, or Wednesday night you know so I wake up I see the lights are on like under the door right so I mean somebody's in the kitchen Living room lights are on. Like, man, these kids, man, they just don't, no respect, right? It's three o'clock in the morning. So I get up, go in, and I'm like turning lights off. I'm just aggravated, pissed off. And, and I always go check the doors, make sure they're locked, right? I look outside, make sure all the cars are home. They're supposed to be home. Uh, then I always, last thing I do is I go up and check the thermostat. I don't know why. That's, that's what I do, right? <laughs> that's a dead thing. So I check the thermostat. As I, as I come down, I'm like, you know, I really got to stop off outside of our, our living room area. We've got a little half bath there. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go to the restroom now. No big deal. Knock this out real quick. Go back to bed. Uh, no, that's not what happens. So as I, as I walk into this little half bath, I'm really focused on just going to the restroom really quick, getting out, going to bed. And I notice something in my like, like peripheral vision, right? Um, it's a... It's a 12-year-old kid that turns around and goes, Boo. I scared the crap out of me. I thought it was an intruder. You scared I, the crap out of you? I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up grabbing her, and I'm shaking her like, Why the F would you do this, right? She's, she's trying not. I thought she was crying. No, she's crying laughing. She's trying to hold it down telling me to be quiet because um, I am yelling at this she's point. She's my favorite. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. Somebody behind you is sitting in a corner of a restroom and says, boom. She was in the restroom? She, she was, I walked in. I was just fixing to go to the restroom. And then I saw her when she grabbed me. I jumped. Why was like, she in the restroom? She was hiding from me. She was hiding to scare me. Wow. Didn't know that I was going to walk in there. You know, she's against the wall, so I don't see her. And I just literally walked straight like I'm fixing to, to pee. And all of a sudden, I just happen to see something, right? Hear something. I go to turn, and she's there. Like, dude, that's that's what a creepy kid does. Yeah, right. That, that's, that's horrible. That's uh, when somebody should be catching some hands. That's hey, when somebody gets punched in the face, right? and so, then they don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore. Maybe so. Let me tell you, I didn't go to back to bed. I was up till about five thirty that morning, laying there. Like thinking, like, why do I have such a creepy kid checking under the covers, yeah. checking under yeah. the bed? Is she What's gonna that scare noise? me? Moving yeah. that noise? Curtains around. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my Wednesday or Thursday. So I had something similar to that a few years back when I had my cat, and I had this crazy jacked up cat named Miller. And every time I would get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom or just go into a room that's dark, this cat would just come out of nowhere and just attack me for no reason. It got to the point where I was like, I was scared. I mean, I would go to the bathroom and going to the bathroom is no big deal. He lets you go to the bathroom. Like, it's a trap. He sets a trap. And then when you're getting back in bed, he's waiting for you to pull that last leg up and stick it underneath the covers. And before you can get it, boom, he's on you. And next thing you know, he's just going to town on your leg, just tearing it up. I'm like, stupid cat, get out of here. Uh, giving you anxiety. Yeah. I'm still shell-shocked. And I don't even have that cat anymore. And I'm still looking around for him. In the middle of the night. I'm just going to hold it. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to hold it. Stupid cats. Yeah. That's what you get for having a cat. Nobody like no cats. Hey, I, I like the cat. I mean, the cat was awesome. He just, he attacked me all the time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great cat. It was, it was a love-hate relationship. Great like, cat to have. He attacked me, and then <laughs> I just allowed him to live in my house. Yeah, and I fed him. Yeah. So love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah, a fantastic love deal. Exactly. So asshole cat. We at least cat. clean its own litter box. Yeah. Let's go into icebreaker questions. Like when we have guests on, throw out a couple of questions because I mean we, we like to get an idea of, of who all is here and what they do, what they like. And it's just nice to get to know everybody. Well, that so, sounds fun. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, okay, so I got a couple of questions for you, Sean. You can answer all three. You can just pick one. I mean, or somebody else can pick another. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we got first, 
memorable time getting drunk. Ooh. Or we got first car. I'll have to preface this because I, I stole this from my uh, buddy at work, Carlos. Can go, uh, the, both those go together, maybe? It possibly could. Hmm. Yeah. Our, our buddy Carlos at uh, Tri-City Smokers, uh, we've competed against him a couple times at uh, Kids Unlimited. So shout out to him. And the other one is first grill. Wow. First car. 91 Chevy Stepside. It had the custom paint job, had the bed cover, custom leather seats, little custom pinstripe down the side, running boards. That was awesome. Ooh. Was it a single cab or was it single cab? Oh, yeah. Single cab. Yes, yeah. nice. with the running boards. Yeah, and it had the 350 engine, so it was fast. Ooh, sexy. Mine was all Catalina blue. Catalina blue. Ooh, that's nice. 50 series tires, really center the line best rims. Of all blues. Yeah, yeah. Besides Cowboy Blue. Niners just beat the Cowboys in the preseason game. Y'all won the Super Bowl, buddy. Yep, didn't matter after that. <laughs> I don't have to watch another game. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, first the Cowboys have to sign their running back, and they're, they're now, now the quarterback's like expecting $40 million or not expecting $40 million or whatever it is. I'm like, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. Tune into our other podcast where we talk sports. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have one. but All Dallas sports. Anybody else want to chime in on the, uh, the first? Any memorable story or... First, well, I can give you a, a see, good story of my you, uh, first truck. Okay, first truck. It was a 93 Zuzu pickup, which was, you know, it was pretty solid. It had a little, nice little sound system in there. And I'll never forget it because my junior year, <laughs> I went to Walmart and bought a set of speakers. They were called Rogue Gears. I didn't have an amplifier or anything. I just had the speakers back there, like in a paper box. Well, I got made fun of or whatever. And so that Christmas, my uh, parents bought me a, an actual amplifier and speakers and all that kind of stuff so i was booming boom, boom, whatever we it was my junior year and i uh, actually ran over a kid he was on his bicycle traveling across the street i was going this way he was trying to go that way rolled him up and it was kind of like the movie so he, he hit my my fucking hood right and i uh, just rolled up on the windshield and when i pushed the brakes he just rolled off <laughs> so this kid he gets up this is first car Pick. or first homicide? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I thought you were fixing. I was like, holy crap. No. You no. just made so the murder. So this out. So this was the second up. time this kid had been hit, apparently. So anyway, Sean Fulcher was this kid's name. He gets up, and I had a buddy of mine in my my truck at the time. And, you know, 93 Zuzu, is a, it's a tiny truck. And this dude's bike tire just goes way over here. He he picks up his whole frame of his bike, goes over there, walks over. He got up off the ground. Picked that tire up, put it all in the back of my truck, was getting into my truck. And my buddy told him, don't bleed in this truck. And I'll never forget it because he was bleeding a little bit, you know what I mean? But where I lived at, Denver City was such a small town. There were some cops there that just saw it happen. So they pulled me over before I even got to the hospital. So, yeah, that was the uh, one of the most memorable moments of my first truck. So he that, survived. That's fantastic that, and scary oh. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll, my story. I'll tell you, our first vehicle and we kind of alluded to it two episodes ago was the 1978 ford f-150 and that thing was a beast i mean it was a tan in color or white chalk, chalk white chalk white i think it maybe used to be a different color right but uh it it wouldn't rub off on you or anything like that so it wasn't chalk but you, it, right. was a, it was a white truck yeah no i think you can probably rub your finger across it and get like a little white uh, residue yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe certain spots <laughs> that's how you know it's good paint exactly yeah. they call they call that cocaine sir i don't Ooh. know uh, on the side of this ford apparently my granddad bought it from a dealership that was a more dealership so on the side of it, it had this badge insignia that said one more ford and we thought that was just the baddest thing ever because it was one more m-o-o-r-e so I was like, hell yeah. I'm sorry, Jan's making okay. gestures over there. All right, yeah. So yeah. we may have had some, uh, I may have taken a few few dates out in this in this truck. It was nice. It's good. Got got in stuck in the mud a couple times. Stuck in the mud. Uh, we also had <laughs> a hole in the floorboard. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. We also had a hole in the floorboard, passenger side floorboard. And you know, I'm, not, I'm not condoning drinking and driving. I'm not condoning being underage drinking and driving. I'm just telling you. I was driving around with maybe a six-pack or maybe a couple of six-packs of alcohol. And then I got pulled over. We would just flip the, uh, what do you call it, the mat over, the, right? The mat on the passenger side. And we dropped the beer down onto the floor or to the ground. Boom. That's it. Because there was like a, a two-foot circle diameter hole yeah. on the bottom of this thing that's that was rusted out. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And then when you, you're like, oh, your light's out. Like, oh, okay, thanks, officer. We'll get that fixed. And then we'd go and. We pull the mat back and we pick the beer up and then we would drive home. 
It was fantastic, and I love that truck. I still miss that truck. It, it got me thinking as you know when we were telling the story about you driving on six ten and almost killing us. Um, it, it, and then we started talking about we having a discussion about the the M and M's and the Reese's pieces and which one's better and E T likes E T doesn't it's whatever. No debate. Yeah, and, and there was a, a funny story that came up when me and Jan were in this particular vehicle. We were in high school, and I think the candy came up. And I could tell the story, but I'll let Jan tell the story because he, he does it a little bit more better justice than yeah. I do. But Yeah, I don't even know if I can do the justice. It's one of those times where you're you're making really just piss-poor decisions. You know what I mean? So we're, we basically leave the high school. We're, we're, we're seniors. I'm traveling a back county road. And I've got a buddy that's behind me, you know, in his vehicle. And we pull up at this, like, basically it's like a crossing, railroad crossing. My, uh, my buddy Corey gets out, jumps in the back of the truck. It's a really good idea for him to basically throw objects that's in the back of my truck at our buddy, right? That's right behind that's us. That's right behind us. You know, I think he was in like a little Toyota Tacoma or a little Isuzu, you know. Like, you can never get that, that, that truck stuck or anything. So he's behind us, and, you know, a few cans got thrown, a little piece of wood, and, I mean, just anything we could find. And I reached over. We just left the gas station. I was like, man, I've got some Reese's pieces or <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups is what I had. So I rolled the window down, and I'm, I'm hanging out the window, and Corey finally sees me, and he's, he's all over it. He opens it up, and he starts bawling these peanut butter cups up because he's about to really just toss it on the window of our buddy that's right behind us. As soon as he goes to really, because first of all, if you're traveling 60 miles an hour, right, down a, down a, a old county road, you got a guy standing up in the back of your truck, right? It's not safe. That's a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> Somebody's going to die Definitely, pretty soon, yeah. right? Don't do so that at home. He's got it balled up, and he's just fixing to, I, mean, I, th- I think he threw a, a beer can or, or a can, right? I'm going to say it's a beer can. He probably threw a can, and then he has this balled up. He's fixing to throw it, and right when he did, this car goes right around our buddy and right behind me. And I was thinking, like, that's a dick move. Like, <laughs> we're going to throw shit on you now, right? That's all I could think about. I was like, ha. Like, obviously, you we're not traveling up. fast enough for you. New yeah. target. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, uh, Corey's, Corey's laughing. I'm laughing. You know, my hands are in the air. And I'm like, dude, throw some trash on him. Throw that Reese's peanut butter cup. Do whatever, you know. So, he throws the Reese's peanut butter cup. And then, all of a sudden, Corey sits down in the bed. And you, you could see there's a different a different feel about what was happening. Very, like, like deflated look. Just yeah. like, he, He's ooh. looking at me. And he's, he's basically, I can see him through the rearview mirror. He's looking through the glass. And he's like pull over now and he's yelling it but i'm traveling so fast i'm in a 78 ford and <laughs> hell i can't hear that well because yeah, the windows like, are turned all the way down yeah, you're like yeah yeah let's go faster <laughs> so i keep going i'm not stopping like this this car is obviously crazy they want to get peanut butter on them and we're going to give it to them you know but the problem is Corey won't do anything he's continuing to bang on the back window and he's like he's yelling screaming pull over right and then all of a sudden he goes hey that's a cop. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Right? How do so I as, explain as, this? As I look in the, the side mirror, I can see the guy has a badge out the window. And he's, he's holding it out the window to so make sure he can see that I see that he's got a badge, you know. We pull up, and I pull down the, the side street. I really didn't want to pull over to, be, to begin with, right? Because you know lights. I don't got to pull over, right? There's no horn. There's nothing. But what I didn't realize is he actually had a PA system. And he had horns, just no lights. I was like, dang, okay. We, we pull up, and he's actually on the PA telling me to pull up further. He's, he's, really, he's really screaming at us a lot, right? I'm like, Would you say he was upset? I, I would tell you right now, he was probably the maddest police officer I think I've ever seen in my life. You know? He comes up, and he's plain clothes. Um, he's got, I don't know, kind of like a Western vibe to him, right? He's got a, like a button-up shirt, like a Western like, jacket on, right? Jeans. I'm just kind of looking at him. I remember looking at his huge, every time he talked, right, his mustache just like went in the, in the air, you know. I'm like, damn, this guy's got a huge mustache, you know. But you can't say that, right? And so I just kept looking at him, looking at him, and he's, he's screaming, you know, screaming. And so Corey's out of the truck. He's already in the cab with me. He's licking peanut butter off his hands because he still has to eat the other peanut butter, right? And I'm like, dude, you're going to get me thrown in jail. That's all I could think. I was like, dude, I'm going to jail. This is it. I'm dead. I, I reach over. It's like, Corey, get the insurance out of the glove box. And this guy, he hasn't stopped yelling. The whole time he's yelling. And I'm just trying to focus on, like, how do I get insurance and driver's license to you fast enough, sir? Yeah. 
And uh, so Corey reaches over. So 78.4, it's got a push button, right? The very top of the glove box is a little push button. You push that, glove box falls down, right? That's, that's how it operates. It's not one that goes up. So Corey reaches over with his nose and pushes the button <laughs> like an idiot, right? I'm like, and he's looking at me with this little shit little grin on his face with chocolate on his face and chocolate on his hands. I'm like, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, physically, you're not my friend. You know, whatever happens to you now, it happens to me two different things now, you know. I am shutting down. So uh, I finally get the insurance to the guy. He goes back to the car. He's probably there for about 10 minutes. And we, it was funny because we, we went through almost like grief and then like, it was like funny. So we all laughed. And the guy's at the car checking our shit. So we start busting out laughing. And then you can see the moment when we both figure like we're probably going to jail or something, right? And then maybe some tears happen, maybe some crying. <laughs> you know, we went through the stages right there. Guy comes back. He, he said his I can't remember his name now. He basically throws the driver's license and the insurance into the car. Just throws it in there. It's just, I'm looking at him. He basically says, if he ever sees me ever again, he's going to take me to jail, right? This is the way he says it, right? So he goes, Mr. Moore. I swear to God, if I ever see you again, I mean ever, I don't care on any road, any time, I will take you to any freaking jail. Do you hear me? I was like, yeah. He goes, do you, he's screaming, right? Do you hear me? I'm like, I, I, I hear you, sir. I hear you. He's like, have you ever seen a Texas Rangers badge before? And I'm sitting there looking at him, and before I can even blink, I'm like, yeah. Of course I have, right? <laughs> and, and the guy's looking at me, and he starts stuttering, which he not, hadn't done yet, right? And he starts, and he goes, Well, you're just saw one today, right? It didn't really dawn on me at that point. I'm thinking to myself, like, Walker, Texas Ranger, bro. I watched that shit. That's all I could think about. So he walks off, and he gets in his car, and I'm sitting there, and I look over at Corey, and we're dying laughing at this point, right? Because he can't see us, and the dude started like for six seconds. You know, what I mean, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and then it actually hits us. We're like, "Oh my god, that was a Texas Ranger." We just got pulled over by a Texas Ranger. We went straight home, by the way. I dropped Corey off. I went home. Next morning, I was like, "I'm not driving to school. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so, not testing my luck. I'm, no. I'm done, guys." Right? Yeah, yeah, it was my uh, yeah, it's Reese's Pieces, man. Reese's peanut butter cup. Not Reese's Pieces. Reese's peanut butter cup. So that's fantastic. For sure. All right, guys, let's get into the barbecue portion of this podcast. And we're going to talk about chasing more smoke and the origins of when it started, how we all got together, all that good stuff. And then we'll transition into talking about IBCA, the International Barbecue Association. Our sanctioning body. Our sanctioning body. Correct. Thank you, John. And we'll talk about the new rule changes that they've had. They had a few tweaks this year compared to last year. But we'll get into that. But first, let's get into Chasing More Smoke. Chasing More Smoke. Yeah. Sean Moore, everybody. Chasing More Smoke started probably 2008. I got my first smoker, real smoker, that you pull behind the truck. Okay, let, Okay. well, before you got into that, I was going to ask you what kind of smoker it was. Was it a pellet smoker or was it a... Um... Oh, they didn't have pellet smokers back then. Oh, okay. No. That's, people don't... <laughs> smokers don't really use those things. All right, uh, that's the end of this interview. Uh, <laughs> call tonight, folks, and cut. I use my Yoder all the time. It's nice. Work on your flavor profiles, but you wouldn't take it to a competition. But we yeah. have taken it to a competition. But we did, yes. Yeah. None of our competition meets were on that. And we, we, we did, did one. Yes, we did we one did. a lot. Yes. Uh, okay, so you, you got your first trailer pit, pull behind, offset smoker. Right. Just so I could do a firefighter's cook-off. The city of Houston, mm-hmm. Firefest. It's the Firefest. It's Firefest. Yeah, Firefest. Firefest. Uh, however, at the training academy, so I could compete against other firefighters, and uh, we came up with the name "Chasing More Smoke." The Chase is named after my son Chase, mm-hmm. and of course, our last name is Moore. It was Chasing More Smoke, that's, and that's two O's. That's, that's with two O's. Yeah. yeah. Started with my brother-in-law Charles, Joseph, Kenny. We just went out there and did whatever we could, and. Came to meet you guys, and y'all were Moors, too. Yeah. Put all that together. Let me ask you, what was your first big win? Do you recall the first time you got that brisket call or that chicken or ribs or whatever? What was that first win that you got 
kind of, I mean, sucked into it. Like, okay, I'm all in, guys. I'm doing this competition. Oh, yeah. Well, when we first started, it was just any top 10 call was awesome. But U of H, and there's 100 and something teams. I got first place chicken. Nice. That was Frontier Fiesta. That Frontier Fiesta. Yeah, Yeah, U of H, yeah. The wife was crying. It was just one of those big deals. It was cool. Oh, dude. That's one of those, like, oh, shit moments. Like, all right, we need to... Yeah, yeah, we did. I am the greatest cook alive. Queen, queens popping in with like, we are the champions. (laughs) Right, heard that all day in my head after that. Next, next week you're like, babe, I got to go to the grocery store and get a brisket and uh, a couple of racks of ribs and some. uh, I got to practice for the next time. I need a new smoker. I need a new smoker. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And then I got one. It was great. If I just had a new smoker, I would cook better. And we win more after you won the competition. It's yeah, been more that, that's on the pit. Law sentiment as well. It's been less on wood. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. how you sell it to us. It's an investment. So you're rolling around. You're doing your uh, chase more smoke competition deal. Me and Jan, we had our own cook team, and I think at the time we probably bounced around with names. But at this time, I think we're called Double J Cookers. I'm not mistaken. No, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Double J Cookers. So, and we started frequently. It stands for. It stands for. Um, James and Jan, not James and John. And everybody wants to say it does, but it, it doesn't. So we had Double J Cookers in. So we were cooking in the same kind of barbecue circuit that Sean was with Chase and More Smoke. So we had all these competitions that we were pulling up. And, oh, hey, there's Sean. There, there's that group. So after doing the same cook-offs over and over again and partying with each other and cooking and, I mean, shit, we were teaching each other secrets and tips and, hey, do this, do that. I mean, they, they, we weren't bashful about it. I mean, we wanted everybody to do well cooking. So, like, if somebody came up to the cook-off and was like, hey, man, I'm having a problem doing brisket, and we're like, oh, okay, well, hey, put this on here, do this, do that, and whatever. I mean, we want you to be successful, too. But... You're not going to beat us. We're going to beat you. You can get second. That's fine. That shit's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. Too many secrets now. You want to beat the best. You know what I mean? Mm Because you always want to beat the best. If the best is out there, you still want to beat them, right? Yeah. And so we we got together. We're like, hey, let's just join forces. Let's cook together on one team, chase some more smoke. And we're like, hey, that's a fantastic idea. Let's do it. We all pulled our funds and got together made this collective group of good people man i, I think this oh, we have a great team yeah. yeah i think we have a great team man. i don't remember what our what was our team. first big cook-off that we've done was it u of h big was u of h i think yeah. our first major cook-off was frontier fiesta u of h and it might have been 2012 or 13 or somewhere in there yeah we've done other small ones before that but yeah. the big one was u of h and then ever since then i mean we just hit the ground running and we haven't really looked back since and the team has grown quite a bit from however many people you had on the team prior to us joining. I think we probably now have like 13, 15 uh, guys. Yeah, more than that, yeah. Probably 16 yeah. or 18. Well, yeah. shit, think about it. It's crazy. a podcast. You know what I mean? That's what right. we're trying to do, you know, so. Talk about what happened in spring of 2016 that really turned this team around and got I us running. I know where John's going with that because I don't think the trailer made it all the way there. No, I'm not talking about what? that asshole. <laughs> I'm talking about when I joined the team. Okay. God damn it, Eldon. I don't remember that time. That's a barbecue. Yeah, so, so, uh, Nothing remarkable so, happened that, that week. Yeah, so barbecue fell is that John carried a trailer like, I don't know, two and a half hours outside of Houston area, only to have it come off the ball because it was never latched, which is highly dangerous. It was latched. It wasn't John, locked. The pin wasn't in. Let's just agree to disagree on this one. Okay, it was not it. just a trailer. That was my oh, pit maker. It's the pit maker competition pit. pit. It's the money maker. So but did we won? <laughs> Y'all did we win. Did, we did win. Grand champion. We grand champion that one. But Y'all did win. So it it only fell off the uh, the, the the ball. The Literally white right when we got long. into the campsite. It, was, it fell off. The speed bumps, right? The speed bumps got it. It's always the speed bumps. Yes, and that wasn't where I was going with this at all. Yeah. <laughs> God Perfect. damn it. I hate all of you. Perfect. Are you talking about when you joined the team, John? Yes. Oh, just fishing there. I think uh, was hey, there a John. hurricane season that year? Was yeah. it a hurricane or what happened? God damn it. Hey, John, can you tell the people your first memorable win doing competition? Well, we won a lot the first year that I was here, but at the one-year mark, y'all let me cook the Open at uh, Alvin, and I got a second-place walk, and that was been that was my highlight. 
That was. I've had a couple other good ones. Pasadena, turf, wasn't it? Serpent we got turf? that second place brisket was freaking awesome. But yeah, the Serpent Turf yeah, and Alvin, 150 that. teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Alvin was, Music uh, Festival. Awesome. That's what hooked me. Hey, uh, it's just a quick question. I'm not trying to be. Um, I feel like you're trying to be whatever you're going to say. But what have we cooked in our last six opens? Serpent turf. We always do serpent <laughs> okay. turf now. Always. Okay. I just worry. I just check in. Hey, hey. And I, I, just, I will also say we are always top ten. Right. No, no. And we are. We are. So we're there. We're there. We have arrived. John was never on our team when we went through all the losing and the no. cook-off within a cook-off type. Oh, that's <laughs> one thing we forgot about. So when Double J Cookers and Chase More Smoke got together, we went through this. We weren't actually a team. We weren't a team until we, we stopped to be. doing a well, the problem is you're coming together with three head cooks, and it's like, how do we figure out who's doing what, when we're doing what, and who's going to turn in brisket? Yeah, it's listen to me. It's for a guy that, that's been doing this for so long, it's hard to take a back seat. I did learn. I've learned how to take a back seat a little bit. Um, so wait, wait, wait. There's wish... three head cooks: Sean, James, and who? <laughs> that's when I stepped in. That's when I stepped in. I think you can just got your yeah, back. That makes sense. He got me. At every different cook-off, one, one person was going to cook the brisket, one was going to cook the chicken, they were going to cook the ribs. I, I think that was kind of our defining moment. It was me probably bitching in the background to everyone, going like, I'm tired of this cook-off inside of a cook-off. Like, think about this, right? You're joining one team, and then we would cook a brisket, and then Sean would cook a brisket. And then we would taste off which one was better. We'd get everybody there and at that cook-off to, to taste the brisket. then we'd have to turn that one in, yeah. right? That's like, not right. It's, it's so horrible. This is awful. not the way that somebody's going to feel like shit every yes, time. It's sure. like you're you're. It's just you're losing twice in a cookoff. Let's say both of them don't happen. I don't want to do this. So I, I basically came back to James I, and I talked to Sean about this. And I was like, "Listen, this is not working for me. Like, I don't feel like this is a team. I don't feel like it's something I want to do. I was at the verge, really and truthfully, of just I'll go back to cooking the way I was cooking. I, I don't have to do this, you know. And it wasn't that I had to that I wanted to cook the brisket or wanted to cook the rib or chicken is that I didn't want to do the cook-off inside of a cook-off. And I think the tough time or tough, tough thing that we had to do is probably communicate. And it actually wasn't that bad. It was just like, hey, let's just cook one set of stuff and you cook this and you cook this and you cook this. And all and we of a sudden... started alternating. Yeah. And it just... You do brisket this time. Yeah, next time I'll do brisket. We were more cohesive. And I think that's when we started doing a lot better, to be honest with you. And then John came along. Right. It wasn't too long after I came on that we started doing more than one turn in. Yeah. So we actually. Well, That's our team probably the best thing you ever started. Thank you. Yeah. Once you have that one. I mean, so. He's so, like, can we please have two turn ins? <laughs> yeah. Why? And then yeah. we started walking more. Yeah. yeah. Well, so to be honest, I mean, we, it was our, weird our, our team grew, right? Our team grew by. Got up to 12 or 14. and Yeah. I mean, at a certain time, you're like, okay, like clearly more people need to be doing things, more responsibility. Okay, so fast forward to the present. I'd say we're, we're we're pretty successful. I mean, we're not right up there in the top top teams out there. I mean, you have some of the guys like uh, Philip Breeden with Lucky Charms. You have say business as usual. What's the do business as usual? Yeah, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Bryan. That yeah. dude kicks yeah. ass. Poppin' Sons, He's really good. Ass. Papa Sons, yeah. Those guys Poppin are out there every weekend, though. I mean, those guys Wilkerson, are always out there. Robert Rocha. You get the dude from Race Crew Barbecue. I mean, they, they literally Zach do Miller. it. Every freaking weekend, right? We're like once a month. We're, yeah, once a month. We'll, there be some months where we do a couple, couple in a month or whatever. And, and this may those be those are the guys that beat, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those are the top They're dogs that we're chasing. Ass. And okay, so l- let's transition into IBCA. I mean, that, that's the governing barbecue body that we cook governing in. Bodies, yeah. IBCA, the International Barbecue Cookers Association. Over the this last year, I think they've had some turnover. In management, I think they've had a couple of guys drop out. They're and, about to have an election right now. Oh, maybe they're yeah, it's, okay. It's, yeah, what it's, was the falling it's fixing out? The gear they up. know what the falling out. I don't think there's a falling out. I think they're in their bylaws. You can only be in charge for so long, and then you have to step down to somebody else. It's like an election. It's election. So okay. right now, I think you have Craig Sherry. He's the he's outgoing. He's the outgoing yeah. president. He's owner operator of 
Texas pepper jelly, so rib candy. He has a bunch, bunch of other like pepper jellies and all that type of stuff. I mean, fantastic product stuff. He does have some good shit. He's one yeah. of the top cooks in the state. Oh, for cool. sure. Yeah. He, he's laying down, I think, maybe multiple first place calls out at Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. He knows what he's doing. So he's out. Somebody else can get voted in. Yeah, I know uh, Kevin Miller is running. I don't know who else is. Okay. Just like the same people with the same ideals and stuff with... You know, you got some sauce and stuff like that. I mean, you got some, but there are some rule changes that they're going to change, which I think they're trying to. And it, Sean probably knows it, being our captain, he's a little bit more involved with the rules the aspect. Yeah. yeah, everybody's trying to have a better scoring system. Okay, can't all be KCBS where you get your own judge and they come, they sit there at your place and judge your meat, or you go to the table and there's just four judges that do your meat. Sure. So IBCA is trying a different scoring system so that it gives the people that only do 10 or 12 cook-offs a year as good of a chance as the teams that cook 30 a year. The people that do 30, 40 cook-offs a year, they're still going to have a better chance because it goes on an average system now of the 12 cook-offs. You could do 12 cook-offs and they'll take your average of those. And Does that include multiple spots as well in those 12? So no, one's just it doesn't. Okay, just one. Chasing more smoke. One. If we have chasing more smoke, two at that cookoff. That's gonna a be separate total person, separate, total separate thing. register with IBCA. Yeah. So you're chasing more smoke. One gets points. So that's registered. So there's a difference between chasing more one and two. Correct. Yeah. Is that Pasadena's IBCA? Isn't it? No, Pasadena's yeah, not, not sanctioned. Yeah, oh, it's not sanctioned anymore. Doing Pasadena next month and should be 120 teams or whatever, teams, but. Yeah. It's not sanctioned. So that one's just for the party, just for our sponsors, bring out their people. So these little ones, like we were at, you know, just the other day, just like the, with the 20 plus teams that are IBCA, that's, would that do better for us, you know, as we go or? Yes. If you, like, if you get grand champion, you get a thousand points and then you get bonus points for how many teams are in the cook-off. So if there's only 20 teams and you get first out of 20, you'll get 19, say 19 extra points. Because you beat 19 other teams. But if there's 50 teams, I think you get two points for each team you beat. So if you beat 49 other teams, then right. you get 98 points. Yeah. Bonus. There's the bonuses based on how many teams. So the more teams you beat, obviously, you get more and more bonus points. It's like yeah. a slot machine in Vegas, almost. Well, I also sure. I hear that, <laughs> and not going to name any specific teams, but... There are teams out there that will follow people on social media and they'll see, okay, all the top dogs are going over here to this cook-off. I'm going to go over here to this cook-off. Makes sense to me. And I'm going to cook here. And so I can rack up a grand champion and get those points and not have to get... I mean, you don't get Mm -hmm. extra points for competing against people that are actually, I guess, ranked or high in whatever. So I'm going to go hit this cook-off over here. It's only got about 25, 30 teams. And none of them are like the big time players, so I can go in here, get a grand champion, walk out the door, peace out, see you later. That, that's the uh, thought, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Are, are, I mean, there any points? You know, just for people that don't know, if, if you go to those, thinking you're going to win and then lose. I mean, are there negative points or anything like that? Yeah. No. No negative. You, you just don't accrue points. But if you don't top ten in anything, if you cook you it, just, like you've never been there. If you cook at thirty is cookoffs. It? A year or fifty cookoffs a year, yeah. then it doesn't matter because it's going to come down to your twelve best cookoffs. So they'll just average your twelve best. So those five or ten that you didn't really do so well in it, throw them out the window. Nobody cares. A team like us is like it's kind of difficult because we may do twelve cookoffs or thirteen cookoffs. Right. Every cook we have to grand champion. Expecting to win. All we have to grand that. champion every one of them. Yeah. In for sure. in order for us to be considered top in the, the state yeah because somebody's going to grand champion all of them you know what i mean if they do 30 yeah, or 50 yeah. i don't think anybody's grand champion 12 or 13 cook-offs yeah sure no, but, sure but you know you get the gist of what i'm saying is the avid cookers are going to go to the ones that are chasing the points to get to where they need to get to it's it's the the novice cookers i guess you could say or the the cookers that aren't really there yet it's how do you explain to them like all right go chase this cook-off go chase these points you know what I mean? That, I guess that's kind of the question I'm kind of asking. If you're talking to somebody that's like, hey, I want to cook some ribs. Where do I need to go? Would you send them to one of those cook-offs? Oh, yeah. Any cook-off is a good cook-off to compete in. 
anybody out there that is interested in getting into competition cooking, I would suggest maybe going to the IBCA website, going to the IBCA Facebook page. I'm sure there's probably a lot of support there for you guys to get the information and stuff that you need if you guys want to participate and do it. You don't have to be a member of these organizations to compete. At these yeah. cook-offs? I guess that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. you can show Anybody up, can do it. pay yeah. your entry yeah. fee, and go on down the road. Do go on the website. Mm-hmm. It'll give you all the rules. It'll list all pretty much all the IBCA cook-offs that are available to sign up for. You don't have to be a member. But if you want to chase points, you want to be in the running to be you know, mm-hmm. champion of the IBCA or whatever they call it, See then, how yeah, you, you have to be get. a member. Right. Yeah. Well, so something else. That, so we've talked about this year, and since we found out these new rules have come into effect, we do cook in some rather large cook-offs, right? So like... I've seen back in the day that Alvin has done their festival is 160-something, 150-something, 140-something cookers. Uh, Pasadena can go that high as well. It can go to 150, 160. Pasadena is not sanctioned. It's not sanctioned. And that's, Alvin is. The, right. Correct. Right. And, we, and we've done well at both. But the League City, we, we just did. That was sanctioned. We topped in that one, yeah. So it's truthfully, it's about picking and choosing. And if we're we're at a point now, if we're gonna start chasing points, then I feel like we may need to omit this Pasadena one next year. Or if we keep it on the books, then we just know that hey, this is one we're not doing, and we're gonna focus on some of the other ones that we are doing, as and, and doing those as the IBCA cookoffs. Pasadena is our big party. I mean, yeah, it, it I is. Think we keep that. Pasadena and Alvin. So is Alvin, but could League City be just the same party? Yes, but it's right after Alvin. Okay, so I, I sponsors get that, yeah. aren't going to want to turn around and come yeah. back out what, just what is, a few weeks later. Maybe instead of doing like VFW, it was sanctioned, it then became not an IBCA cookoff. Yeah, and we probably won't go back until it is right. again. So we probably need to look at a different cookoff. Kids Unlimited? That one is sanctioned, isn't it? That it is. Sanctioned. Yeah. So I know that at one point we're doing about what, 10 to 12 cookoffs in a year, it seemed like. I think. For some reason, right now we have this. We've had a big lull. Like we have not cooked. We didn't uh, do anything in July in or August. Yeah. Summer's always yeah. very a few. So so hot. Nobody wants to be out there. I know. I know. But these guys with all the points, they're out there. Yep. They're, they're doing chasing. it. I get it. The difference is, is it's still an average. And girls too. There's a lot of good barbecue girl team out there. Yeah, without a doubt. With that, uh, John's John's wife. Yeah, she's got eighth at her cook-off overall. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah she's. Got third place partake. chicken call. Got some hardware. Boom. There so you get some hardware. Nice hardware. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, as we know, uh, as you guys know, the people, the listeners. Hey. The people. It's called the people. It's called the people. I mean, they just want to be called it, you know. We like to, to wrap this whole podcast up with our barbecue fails, our wins, our war stories, all that type of stuff. And I know John probably has a people submission that he'd like to share yes sir who we got this is wes phillips he is burnt bermuda barbecue wes phillips how does that come in is it twitter was that facebook does it say i'm not sure where we got it he's on facebook and instagram thank you wes yeah he's following us on both thank you sir digging the show okay here's his story and i'm gonna try to just read this as he sent it so i'll be talking as if i'm him all right Late winter day, a little warmer than normal, a good while back, and I loaned out my little pool-behind smoker. I got a request to do some barbecue for some family and some others in my community. Not having my normal cooker, I borrowed a friend's pool-behind, which was a little longer than my cooker, so my driveway being shorter than the cooker was backed into the yard. I lived at the time in a duplex community where the building was 20 to 25 feet apart from the neighbor's which created a nice breeze, thought it'd be good for the smoker. I'm rolling along at about 250 when the temp drops on the cooker, so I need to add some more wood. I open up the firebox, put another stick on top, and when I do, a single ember falls into the grass. I quickly close the door, attempt to find something to put it out with. The wind picks up, and the dormant Bermuda grass burns well. A nice 12-inch by 12-inch spot. I go to the spigot on the side of the house, only to find that it's not actually hooked up. So I run inside to get a bowl of water. As I attempt to battle the junior-sized blaze, the nice breeze between the houses spreads it like wildfire. God bless. Where's where this taking place at? At his house, Didn't I guess. Say? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be in Lubbock somewhere. No, I, was, wind. I, I would say guessing, California. I was going to say Florida. Got to be Lubbock, California. With the Lubbock wind, bro. Let's go with Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah anyways. Go with Texas. 
it's at this point I understand what spreading like wildfire means and I have my wife call 911 for the fire department assistance. Two fire trucks, an ambulance, and two police cars arrive and extinguish the blaze all in total, burned the soffit off my neighbor's home, the landscaping in front of my home, the shutters on the brick facade, the grass between the houses, jumping the neighbor's fence and into her backyard, across the back of the property and into the cemetery. Luckily, I was only humiliated and not charged with arson as the police officers only questioned whether or not the barbecue was okay, and it was, and if they could come back when it was ready. And that is how I got my name, Burnt Bermuda Barbecue, which I still use at catering events, vending competitions, and whatnot. It was not a funny story for many years, but now I can tell it and laugh. And that was Wes. Yes, this is Wes Wes, Phillips, Burnt Bermuda Barbecue. Burnt Bermuda? I'm... Thank you so much for like putting it out there. And dude, I want to try that brisket now. I want to try that barbecue. It makes my stories not feel so bad. We'll send him a shirt. Uh, on Facebook, that was awesome. You being a firefighter, have you almost burned down your house? Not my house. I've been to lots of houses where people are barbecuing on their balcony. It's wide open fire and smoke rolling everywhere and they're like what's the problem just barbecuing like, <laughs> come on man does that happen a lot at like uh apartments apartment well, yeah, mostly apartments and yeah, i would think so yeah they'll if go you... inside for a minute and it flares up and their whole awning is on fire and they're just about to burn down happened. a whole I just, apartment I just complex lit this barbecue pit just and trying to have some ribs everything caught it was engulfed in flames right. like, it, it tells if you, you could... out there don't do this you know 10 feet away from the building yeah if you can give the the people any tips or tricks or whatever like hey move the barbecue pit away from the building you know at least 10 feet away from the building is it, I, I think it probably every sucks apartment it, i've been to said that yeah and I, i've been guilty of because i've been in apartment complex before and used to there was no rules and then towards the end of my apartment complex living before i bought my house they were like they started instituting a like 10 foot 20 foot the rules maybe started after you did it yeah well i never burned anything (laughs) down i was like i I knew how to manage a fire and not leave a fire i never did it either i was on second story i wasn't going downstairs and no i still did it on the balcony i was just smarter about it yeah exactly i was a firefighter i knew what i was doing speaking of that i did have a funny story it's very short i promise this will be about 26 seconds so me and my cousin Matt lived in an apartment complex, and uh, it was one of those deals you cannot cook out there on the deal. We made steaks in our fireplace, bro. That stuff was going to go out anyways. That's where we made our steaks. And it worked perfect. The steaks, I don't remember how good they were. They were on plasticware. You know, we were in, we were 22 years old at this mm. point. But uh, That's awesome. it worked. It that worked. sounds... That sounds delicious. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, right. it totally did awesome. You we use, made steaks in the fireplace. Did you use awesome. a Duraflame log? Yes. Uh, that that not may not be, be delicious. Yeah. I, I'm, the plastic didn't melt. Speaking of Duraflame logs, like uh, maybe about five, ten years ago, I went, went out camping. I think we went to the Guadalupe and hit up one of the little like campsites. And no, I'm totally lying to you. It was the uh, Jelly Stone. Yes. Yogi Bear Park yeah, or whatever it is. Sure. So little cabins that they had. Each one had a little fire pit in front of it. And this guy rolls up, and he had a couple of kids with him, a little family, and a couple of kids. And he rolls up to the, the little makeshift fire pit that has a little grate little that's box. on a swivel a rectangle, that, that moves over in front of the, the fire pit that you can do a little grilling on. And he unwraps, rolls out this fresh Duraflame log and sticks it up underneath the grate and lights it on fire and i i mean you could just imagine the shock and disbelief in my face i'm just sitting there in my lawn chair reaching over grabbing another beer just like like what is this guy doing i'm not stopping him i mean (laughs) hey he's he's doing his own thing i mean i mean his family they may be dead now i I don't know uh so he lights it up busts out the hot dogs hamburgers whatever he was cooking cooks it up finishes eating Throws a bunch of water on the Duraflame log and then done. Rolled up, went inside, went to bed. I'm like, I guess wow. that's I guess that's like wow. straight to the point. Think about it, like yeah. you should light it up. Like, dude, flame. I'm not messing around. I'm I, not, I can't wait yeah. the 20 minutes for these coals to get right. ready. Right. And put no coals on top of it. Yeah, it was no. just that's what it was match just a light log. is for. Exactly. Right. Just buy some match light. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I got one barbecue fail. 
No, it's not really a fail. It's more of kind of a barbecue war story. And I'll, this kind of piggybacks off of our first experiences with chasing more smoke and with our first cook-off, or one of our first, might have been the second cook-off at U of H Frontier Fiesta. Love doing that cook-off. The handling of that cook-off was probably a little bit different. It wasn't sanctioned. So uh, so funny story about that cook-off, right? So the, the team next to us, they had a huge spot. They had a tent. They were, they were getting down. I walked in, and I, I brought some of my brisket with me. I said, hey, uh, try this. And the guy goes, mine's better than yours. Like, first of all, who says that to somebody? Just right off the bat. Just try, try the brisket. Be grateful that I brought you some. And... Don't speak, right? Or, or or say, hey, hey, thanks. You know, that's all you have to say. Thanks. Hey, for us, that's kind of like a customary type deal. We're like, hey, yeah. here's some of our meat. Let try me try it. some of yours. Let me try some of yours just so we can see where so I, we're at. I tried his, right? And it was very uh, it was very cinnamony. It had a very cinnamony flavor to it. Yeah, that's weird. And I told him, it's like, hey, I get it kind of, like a jerk chicken, jerk brisket, right? You're a jerk. <laughs> jerk uh, with a brisket. Yeah, I walk off. I didn't really say anything. Well, we came in eighth place or ninth place. He got 14th. Do not happy. He was not happy. I walked by and I was like, hey, how'd you do? He goes, we got 14th. I said, great. We got eighth. Have a nice fucking life, you loser. Uh, but no. <laughs> Cinnamon brisket, yeah, bitch. You yeah. asshole. Uh, but no, he actually came out of the tent and he was like, he was adamant that his stuff was better than our stuff. And I was like, okay, well, probably not. Like, you didn't, not today, it wasn't. For those judges, didn't happen. So, later that night, it, it was fine. We all talked about it, and he was he was happy. And he was pretty drunk, probably, but. Not today, Cinnamon. Yeah. Jerk. Cinnamon. <laughs> was it Rick? Was his name Rick? Yeah, must have been Rick. Damn it, Rick. Damn it, Rick. Well, that, that same cook-off in it, we were sitting there. It was Friday night. We were just like pre-gaming. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Some of our early cook-offs, we pre-gamed a lot. We drank a lot. We cooked a lot. Everything was great and fantastic. Just a pro tip, if any of you guys out there are looking to maybe up your game just a little bit, maybe not get super trashed on Friday night and take care of your meat and cook. Just just saying, just a little pro tip. Or don't, it's better for us. Yeah. Come visit us. We have Backfish Brewery. We'll hand out all the beer you can drink. Backfish gives us a keg at every cook-off. Yeah, Fantastic exactly. beer. Oh, it's so great. So my favorite, so I've had a couple, uh, the, the All Y'all. All, is that what I'm saying right? All, all Y'all? That's just the easy all. to drink beer right there. It's so good. Yeah, I, I mean, like all their beers, but that one you yes. can just drink and drink and, and drink. drink. And drink. Yeah. yeah, it's a smooth beer. Uh, but it's not a smooth light beer. So that, that's that's what the difference is. You know, you drink something that's some flavor. Oh, craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah, craft great. for sure. Definitely gotta check those guys out. Hopefully, one day we can do a uh, like a mobile podcast. Maybe we'll be there in the brewery. Do a little podcast there. We'll see. Reach out to them. We were at the cook off Friday night, so we cooked brisket. We cooked some beef ribs. We cooked chicken. Uh, we just had kind of like just a big old spread, uh, and we had a bunch of people that we invited. So, and we were just having a freaking big old party at U of H. And all of a sudden, probably maybe like nine o'clock at night, or it was it earlier? I, I can't really recall the time. But so we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, these people approach us, and they're like, boom, boom, boom. Hey, what's up, guy? And he's like, hey, so our performer over here, Bob, B O B, I don't know if you guys know, but a rapper based out of Atlanta. He's had a couple of like, pretty big hits i'll just rattle off a couple of them one was like uh nothing on you featuring bruno mars you got airplane featuring Haley williams and you got uh, headbands featuring two chains i mean nice songs i mean of course you know us i mean we, we like rap we like country we, we like all music tejano and we like tejano too there you go yeah what's your favorite tejano song james selena nope <laughs> guess again um, how, why, how is he not guessing his own favorite what the fuck does that mean because I think he loves so the other one. You're telling him no. That's not your favorite song. Anywho, just like that, we were off track. Go right. ahead. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if it's a manager or, or some part of this guy's crew, B.O.B., and he shows up and he's like, B.O.B. wants some barbecue. He was performing at U of H. He was performing night. at for U of H. He was the headliner that night at Frontier Fiesta. And we're like, we can accommodate that. Yeah, so we, we started throwing down a, a big old tinfoil pan. We started throwing brisket, beef ribs, chicken, 
ribs itself. I mean, just a whole freaking smorgasbord platter for this guy. And we're like, boom, here you go. Hey, man, just let us know if he likes it or, I mean, everything's good and blah, blah, blah. Hey, we're appreciated to do it. You're telling me this is a rapper named Bob? B-O-B. 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 Period O. Period B. Period. <laughs> That's Bob. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, not to get our feelings hurt or a little butt hurt, but never got a thank you. Never got a, like, a thumbs up, hey, barbecue's good. I feel like we just got used for a barbecue. I thought he was going to shout us out at the concert. We went to the concert, and we're just, like, pumping it up, like, yeah, and then... Nothing. Nothing. The dude asked for, like, 64 condoms and, like, 16 bottles of of whatever alcohol to be brought into his dresser room before he was going to go on. Like, the dude was eating and effing. He wasn't worried about giving props to the barbecue. I'm just going to let you know. Like, there was a big article that came out with this guy. It wasn't the greatest, to be honest. I got a little backstory on this guy, and he's he's out there for sure. He, he's what you guys would know or what people have referred to as being a flat earther. Oh, God. I don't know what that means. Do you know what Jesus that means? Christ. No. Please elaborate. I don't know what that means. Wait, it's it not sounds flat. exactly like what it's it is. It's not flat? He's An idiot? Is that what it means? An yeah. idiot? Flat. He like thinks, he thinks the earth, the earth is flat. flat. He legitimately or thinks legitimately it's like thinks cool the earth think is that. flat? No, no, no. I just ran a straight down the circle. I'm pretty sure it's not flat. Well, this guy is right there on, on par <laughs> with you, Alden. Just get it, guys. <laughs> this is very, very cylindrical. I, I agree. Okay, it's just a little bit of story, and I'll, I'll go into this kind of fast. Okay, so January 2016, B.O.B. expressed the belief that the Earth was flat, citing previously debunked arguments. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, I mean, freaking genius. Smart-ass man. Yeah, Smart responded ass. to B.O.B. on Twitter and attempted to persuade him that the Earth is round. But the rapper refused to retract his views and accused NASA of avoiding his questions. He released a diss track that dissed Tyson. And the track was called Flatline. And he goes into this whole... Yeah, you guys check it out. I mean, it's on Spotify and all that stuff like that. Check it out. You can't so be a special kind of moron. For sure. So he releases this, this track. Well, Tyson's son is a rapper as well. So he comes back with this like uh, respond to his diss rap. And his name is Steven. They didn't really give, I guess, Steven Tyson. And they were, he maybe have a rapper name or whatever. But I think the name of his song was called Flat to Fat. And so Tyson goes on pretty solid. TV to address this rapper. And it's like it's fundamental fact of calculus that non, that I'm getting into non whatever geometry. And this is probably getting above my head. That sections of large curved surfaces will always look flat. To little creatures that crawl upon it, and by the way, th- this That's is probably called- the best way you could have. Oh, for sure, could have explained it. That was and then, awesome. Then he finished it up with, "By the way, this is called gravity." And then Tyson drops the mic and walks off. <laughs> that was solid. That's the best way he could have explained it, or he could have explained it. So this guy, apparently, he's a part of the Flat Earth Society. 2017, he sought. $200,000 in donations to launch his own satellites into um, space to verify the shape of Earth. Are we talking about Bob again? This is Bob. I, Still Bob. I'm not going to lie. I feel like he should be brought up on charges for taking people's money, not actually putting a freaking satellite together and sending it to Earth. Because let me tell you, it takes a lot more than 200000 Oh Well, shortly uh, after that, he's upped his quantity to $1 million now. Yeah, uh, it so costs more than a million dollars. So he can create test-seeking drones, weather balloons, and satellites. Yeah, I'm going to call that rapper fail. I mean, that's not really a barbecue fail. It, no, you know that's a barbecue fail on our part for Risky. giving that guy yeah, our barbecue. Yes, for sure. We that should was, never I'm give that guy's barbecue. Yeah. Hey, that was a barbecue what? fail. That was fail on our part. Can you ask that guy what a parabola is? Right? A parabolic shape. Parabolic shape. Parabolic shape. Did you say par- parabola? parabola? Sean Moore. God damn it. That's almost I thought that was your as, word. That's almost so, as bad as circumbat. Hey, to be honest with you. Parabola uh, is a word. Circumbat hey, is not. To be honest with you, uh, Sean's actually been drinking uh, 48-inch beers, 48-ounce beers. We're all drinking 12s. This is his sixth this one. Size doesn't mean everything, you know. It's 24-ounce. It matters sometimes. All right, guys. I think this has been another notch in the belt. Another. How many belts do we have? Well, it's another notch, not another belt. 
But uh, a great podcast. I also want to give a big ups to Sean. Sean Moe, everybody. Coming on, doing his thing, getting a sweet, sexy voice. Sean, do you want to Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> for sure. You want to bust down a little lyric for us? Hey, give us your... I actually do not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, James. Yeah, let, let, let's close this out. Hey, we really appreciate you guys listening, the people. We got plenty more episodes planned for you guys. Uh, we appreciate the support. Jump on T Public, check out the T-shirts. If you want to snag a couple that'll really help us out doing what we do, check out the Twitter page. Grab the brisket. Check out Instagram. Grab them in the brisket. Check out Facebook. It's the same thing. We love the interaction. We want to hear your war stories. We want to hear your barbecue fails, yes. your wins, all that stuff. Send it to us. We'll put it on there. We read your story. We'll send you a sticker, T-shirt. We'll, Shout we'll out to Wes. Out. That was Wes, correct? Yeah, that, Wes? Was, that was Wes today. Okay, Wes today. All right. All right. Hey, all I got to say is peace out. Just grab them in the brisket. <laughs>